I am inside each and every single one of you. Just look in, and I will be there, waving out at you, naked, wearing only a cock ring. Please welcome Jeffrey Lord. Oh, this is for the Jeffrey Lord show? Lord, really? I thought Jeffrey Lord was kind of like a real guy. How are you supposed to be a strong, thrilling, powerful warrior and lover with a name like this? It is like a weak ejaculation. Okay. <laughs> Jeff. The Lord is the gatekeeper of all music in Fort Worth. Everybody likes to dance because Jeff Lord is awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, Jeffrey. <laughs> if you don't love the Lord, you're fucking fucked. If you don't love the Lord, you're fucking fucked. If you don't love the Lord, you're fucking fucked just like a whore. If you don't love the Lord, you're fucking fucked. Like, really, is this the level that you sunk to, Lord? So I'm done with Jeffrey Lord. All right, welcome to Funky Town Podcast. I am your host, Jeffrey Lord. We have a really big show for you today. It's going to be a Thanksgiving-type show. We'll be grateful and thankful for all kinds of things. Got some good music, including the Pocket Fish Armin and Bruce Magnus and Infamous and Cameron Smith or Sarduda um, and a couple others. So that's going to be fun. Um, interview with Cameron Smith later on tonight. For the first time, I'm going to actually start off the show with an interview and only starting it off because it's hot, hot off the presses in the news, making a lot of news this week. Um, so we got a super, super guest, big guest, and that's why we're kind of echoey. We're in a, I had to come to a, well, it's a secret location. I can't really say where I'm at because of who the guest is. But let's go ahead and um, introduce our guest and get on with the interview. Uh, today we are talking with a very special hound. Um, a service hound, a, a special needs hound, a hound that belongs to the one and only Sasha Bass. So, with no further ado, I wanted to get the show started and say, uh, what is it uh, like being a service or a emotional support dog for someone as high profile as Miss Sasha Bass? Yeah, okay, that's that's very interesting. I didn't uh, know so much went into it. Um, let me give you another softball question. Uh, does, uh, does Sasha treat you well? Does she treat you good? Is she a good uh, pet owner? Well, that's excellent. That's really good to hear. Glad to know that. Um, do you like Thanksgiving? What's your favorite Thanksgiving food? Also, you were in the news this week because uh, you ended up at a at a hotel and some things kind of went sideways. And uh, right, but I understand. I know I was told not to bring it up. Okay, okay, okay. I'll, well, I don't know if that's fair. Dustin Snyder from the Jerk. Well, well, maybe a bit. Oh, Stubbs for sure. Okay, look. Yeah, okay, look, okay, 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 we'll go to another question, okay, um, let me see here, let me see what else I've got here, hang on, let me look at my papers, okay, well, so, as long as we're in a combative move, I might as well, um, 
ask you this. I'm not sure how much you're going to like it or not, but I noticed that you have a lot of support for uh, participate in All Dogs Matter. And um, I just wanted to, I don't know if it's really a question as much as a statement, you know, saying that, uh, see, you got some dogs already riled up. See, saying that All Dogs Matter, we, everybody agrees that All Dogs Matter, but I think the only point the other side is trying to make is that pit bulls, also matter. I mean, of course, right? They're just more misunderstood and they get a bad rap, but they're actually quite low. Okay. All right. I see you're getting the guards out and bringing them down. Um, my last question will be, um, this is coming from the dogs. Okay. I got letters, emails from puppy dogs, good puppy dogs all over Fort Worth who wanted to know if you can really relate to them, they say that your feet have never touched the ground. You've never had to beg for a treat or beg for affection. You never had to. Okay, so I guess it's just over. Oh, you're walking out. All right. I, well, I guess that's okay. Now, everybody, the interview's over with. Uh, that's Sasha Bass's dog, and they're gone. And I guess we're going to go ahead and go on to the first song. <sighs> what do we need? We need some positive vibes. Each day the world dies And each day you save my life With a little movement, vibration On the positive side So keep moving yourself, my beautiful girl Keep moving it, shake it up now Reveal your true, true essence Until I'm satisfied And give me more of what you're giving to me I want more, more Give me more of the love that you got I want more, more When you shake your hips, the world sighs and falls in line You get a real true message and a good vibration every time Is there some negative rumor that I remember? No, I'm feeling fine So give me more of what you're giving to me I want more, more Give me more of that love that you got I want more, more Give me more of what you're giving to me I want more, more Give me more of that love that you got I want more, more And thank you for your positive, positive advice
your favorite Fort Worth podcast. All right, and you can see them on Friday, Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. You can see them with the Red Admirals. You can also see them with Matt Thomas's... Robotuner. I'm sorry. Robotuner's band, Jet Noise. You'll be able to see them at Growl, which is located in... Dusseldorf? Uh, No. It's located in Arlington, and if you're like me and kind of a little low on funds, you can always, um, you know, uh, take your honey out there. Maybe go Dutch. The saying "you're going Dutch" yeah. means you're paying for your own. Uh, okay, Robo Tuner. Yes, that is. That's going Dutch. All right, and um, uh, well, I, I don't. Uh, Robo Tuner th- shoots the wheels off. Did you have anything else you want to say, Robo Tuner? G keeping what? G keeping. Okay, enough for Robo Tuner. Um, we're gonna move on to our next song. And before we do that, we do have a voicemail we need to play. I sent out a message on Facebook that said, uh, do me a favor and give me a call and let me know what your favorite Thanksgiving dessert is. 
and I got one voicemail. So, hey, that's uh, one more than we normally get, so 100% better. So we're going to play that, and then we're going to go into my favorite part of Thanksgiving, which is the sweets. I love the pecan pie, apple pie, cherry pie, pumpkin pie, key lime pie, lemon pie, chocolate pie. I love them pies, my man. And so to celebrate that, we're going to do um, the infamous song, which maybe you saw them this last Friday at Mass, uh, the infamous, and their song, So Damn Sweet. So we'll get to our voicemails, and then we'll hit that song, and then we'll come back, and maybe we'll talk about the interview. All right, I'll see you in a few. Hey, friend, I saw you post... uh out of favor and a number here I am I gotta say hands down Mojave Mojave Desert is my favorite although I've never been in any other deserts at Thanksgiving but Mojave Desert is a good Thanksgiving desert Fuck, this is dessert. Thanks for the voicemail, human, you fucking stunner. This is the infamous, she said I'm sweet. Mix up the batter and a cinnamon twist. Lick it off her fingers and she'll do the rest. Chocolate or women with the cream Dump it up with honey, here's a sweet dream But you gotta bring a cane And if you misbehave Don't worry about no pain May I speak with Cameron Smith, please? Yeah, this is this is me, man. What's up? Hey, hey, this is Jeff from the Funky Town Podcast. How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Really, really good. Awesome. All right. Yeah. So, um, well, the reason why um, I wanted to have you on the show was because I know you just released your album on Friday, the full, all 15 songs. Yeah. Uh huh. Total yeah, distortion. Right. Yeah. Um. You, you've been 
doing like one song every few weeks for the last what couple months i guess uh-huh yep since like october uh early october or something um okay cool yeah the uh the one that you released a few weeks ago i guess it was it was through the eye yes yeah uh-huh. that's the one i'm going to play on on the show after the interview but i really like that one awesome yeah uh, that that's one of my favorites too is yeah. it it is yeah um it was an older one like like do you remember uh that thing that i put on Bandcamp years ago it was like two by four tracks and it was like uh literally like a four track recording it, it had a like Sky did some too, so they were like versions of like like Sky from Bitch Bricks mm-hmm. had like some versions of her songs that were recorded that way, but mine was like Nurikabi. It was a version of Nurikabi with different lyrics, and then there was a version of that song again with different lyrics, and I don't even it might have had a different name too. Huh. So uh, the, I think that I, I think that's interesting. So you'll take a song that you have and be like, yeah, you know, I really like the melody and the tune, but I just don't like the, the words. I'm gonna just scrap the words, the title, and just make it about a completely different thing with new words. Is it something like that, or, or is it? Do you just kind of? Uh, I don't know if it's like about like something completely different, or if it's like it's like I, I start writing it and it's you know maybe not specific enough or it's like it's not there enough it's just kind of like word you know what i mean and then slowly as like i play it to myself i sort of uh like unearth the meaning and and then can kind of revise it to sure. be more specifically about that okay yeah it's just like, an evolution. like in the case of those right exactly like like in in the case of those two songs i think yeah i think like really nurikabi too was like it, it, you know the first draft of the lyrics of it and some of those lyrics remain in in the final one but uh but really most of them were like kind of so stream of conscious that uh it was like unclear what they were about and that's mm-hmm. part of why i wasn't really loving the song you know what i mean and uh there were there were other elements about it that i just felt like weren't working and i didn't know if i wanted to keep it or not and so like after i rewrote the words it, it became like it became a song that I wanted to work for, if that makes any sense. Sure. It's almost like a sculpture. Yeah. You're kind of peeling it away and breaking it away. And, okay, I see this a little bit better now and keep going. And then you're just, you know, taking everything away. And when you get down to it, you're like, oh, yeah. okay, yeah. Yeah, you've yeah, been doing so. Sure. So the last album was Paper Knife in 2017. And y'all immediately started writing this album. I guess, but with the mm-hmm. pandemic and everything, it kind of slowed it down. And I guess maybe probably even changed things. It did. I mean, well, you know, things changed before that. Like, like it was like, uh, one of the biggest things was like actually, you know, Jesse Gage kind of like, like moving away, uh, and leaving the band and stuff because he was like a big, uh, catalyst for, for getting stuff done. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like he was like a part of like every record before that. And it was like, he could do all the things that I couldn't do. Like, I can't play drums, you know what I mean? Like, like, and I can't talk myself into things. <laughs> sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, it was like, he, he could do all that. Uh, and uh, so he was, like, a really big catalyst for all of that Serduta stuff. Um, but then, yeah, like, he took off. And that's fine. Too. Like, I mean, we had done all of his bits before that, like, as far as recording goes. Mm-hmm. And then it was just kind of up to me you know to like decide like okay uh you know we have well it was you know i was still 
Dreamy Life owned Cloudland at the time. So again, it was like, I can do overdubs as long as I want, right? Mm -hmm. So like, if I'm like, oh, I want to, you know, maybe wait until I can get Tamra or Chuck Brown in to record this and this overdub. And and that's kind of what I did, you know? So that was part of it too. Okay, yeah, it just took time to get everybody there. The pandemic took some time out of it. It, Like, it was like partially like I wanted to take time with it and it was partially like time slipped away. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah, because I mean... You're wanting to go slow with it, but at at the same time, it's just life takes place, and you're just going and going. All of a sudden, you're like, "Wow, it's it's actually been a lot longer than I <laughs> intended." Maybe right, and there and there were like big things that that you know what I'm. Even though like you're like, "Oh, I'm I'm really stretching out with this project," but then they're like big things that distract you from even like that, and then it winds up being like, "Oh, okay, wow, this is like a whole era away from when it was recorded." You know, <laughs> like right. See, I think that would be kind of weird too, because you're like, "Well, do I?" How is I, I don't because I've always had um, I don't know I, I guess the best way I could explain it is like I haven't written songs in a long time but when I did you know many years ago anytime I try to play them now I still enjoy it um, mm-hmm. but I'm like yeah is this really the song for now you know I mean could I go to right. an, an open mic night and play a song that I wrote when I was 25 when I'm 50 I mean I can but I mean is it gonna sure. is it gonna reach anyone the way that it would when i was 25 or whatever i don't know it's just mm-hmm. you've moved so far away from it to where you, it doesn't quite True. Um, connect but you were also doing like you're doing your your solo stuff you did your mm-hmm. um the deal um the smiths on the smiths um oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. were you and i guess stephanie did the like my favorite was i've always liked um there's a light that never goes out i was so happy that you guys did that one yeah that was one of the most fun ones to do too. Yeah. Like every part of that song was like super fun to learn. And, uh, yeah, like it just, you're like, man, this band was great. Like the Smiths, they just, every element, you know, like the bass part was like super fun to learn and mm-hmm. like all the guitars. And they're so like unique and have such a style to them. And, uh, yeah, that's the way music ought to be. You know? Sure. Well, that was, I mean, uh, the Smiths, like I didn't get into them for a long time, and then I, um, I went out with a girl who was a huge. I've never made a fan of any band as big as this girl was a fan of Morrissey, you know, so much so uh, that where she went to England and would like go to some of the places that are they're sung about in the Smiths songs, and I think she has dirt from his yard and stuff, you know. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, she's really in, into I, them. I heard the Smiths. Yeah. Oh, but I was gonna say, um, but that's where I got into them was her just you got to listen to this. You got to listen to this. Johnny Marr is so awesome at guitar and this, that, and the other. And I was like, she was right. Um, still oh, yeah, never got as, as into it as she did, but um, I could really appreciate what they were doing. And they were all just superstars. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember being in like ninth grade and this, this guy that I was in school with was like talking to me about the Smiths. And uh, there was like a skate video that we liked to watch that had like this song panic in it. Mm-hmm. And I remember him uh, t- saying, like, he was like, you know, like the Smiths started. It was like a, it was like a New York Dolls like fan club, and like Morrissey was like the president of this New York Dolls fan club, and like found these other bandmates like based around that. I- I've never looked into it. Like, I was like, is true that true? That is, oh, yeah, but, I don't know. I've never heard that. It's yeah, funny. you know how like in like the you know two thousands and nineties and stuff, like you just like people would say shit, and you're just like, I guess that's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure, sounds right to me. Yeah. You're like, okay, I guess, yeah. Anyways, whatever. But yeah, yeah I, I I, don't know. 
you know, maybe to make a point out of that, I guess I, all I'm trying to say is like, I remember the mythology around like bands, you know? Oh yeah. Like, no. like, like the schoolyard mythology. Well, like when I was in school, um, Every, um, a lot of the kids, especially like the punk rockers or the alternative kids or whatever, would wear either Levi jackets or leather jackets, and then they would have, yeah, I guess like a, a T-shirt or something from from a band, and it would be cut out and sewn on the back of it. And um, uh-huh. it was yeah. always like the, a back patch. Yeah, it was always the Cramps. It was always um, Skinny Puppy, oh, yeah. and it was always the Smiths. Um, you know, for some reason, those were always the back See, patches. That's what like Skinny Puppy was a whole other thing, like the way that kids talked about skinny puppy whenever I was like young was like, I I didn't get it at all. It was like somewhere between slipknot and I, I don't know. Right. It's heavy industrial. Right. I, years later, I had heard a story that like, uh, at Guantanamo Bay, they were playing like skinny puppy songs and, uh, and, and also like Metallica songs and like Metallica sent the U S government a cease and desist and like skinny puppy sent the U S government, like a royalty, like invoice. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, they play it over and over and over and over again for days straight. Yeah. They're like, that's, that's performance, man. Like you owe us. <laughs> that's funny. That, I've been it's super funny. I, I mean, yeah, we'd have to Google it, but you know, I, I think that's true. Who knows? I, I want to believe it. Yeah, that's another one of those things like, yeah, sounds true to me. I'm down. Yeah, exactly. Like, I want to believe. <laughs> um, but whatever. So on the uh, the cover art for your for the album, Total Distortion, yeah. um, what is that? I, that I don't know what that is. Me either. I mean, it's not okay. exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's not like, it's not, you know, it's not meant to be representative of any specific thing. Well, I was like, is it like and a cell? Like and like each one is like a... The, huh? Well, I was going to say, like, similarly with, like, the title of the album, like, you know, it doesn't appear in any of the lyrics or, like, anything like that. Like, there's not, like, a lyric that says those words. Oh, sure, sure. Or even really, like, a song that refers to the title. You know, like, the entire thing is kind of about this idea of, like, uh, like, of distorted like perceptions and realities, you know what I mean? And like, uh, and trying to, uh, to make sense of them and trying to find like a through line, I think, you know what I mean? Sure. That artwork, that artwork is by Monica Barrera. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, I saw that she posted, it's like, you know, I did not commission it. She just like made it on her own. And uh, posted it online years and years ago, and immediately I saw it and was like, "I, I want that. Like that reminds me of this thing that I'm working on. Oh, Not cool. uh-huh. in any specific way that I can tell you. You know what I mean? But that's what happened. Oh, that's interesting. And uh, yeah, and I have the original piece. Like I bought it from. Like I told her, I was like, I want to use it for this record and blah blah blah. And she was like, Well, I'd like for you to just have it. You know what I mean? So I bought the piece from her. And, uh, and like with the understanding that that would be the thing. And yeah, so I, I have that original piece and like I said, it's like, it's just, you know, you'd have to ask her. Okay. I don't, I have no idea what was on her mind when she was making it. I can tell you that what it makes me feel is it makes me feel like the record, which is why I was like, can I have, you know what I mean? Sure. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know how interesting that, of a story that is. But no, yeah, no, no. I think it matches up well because I, t- today I just 
put, put it on the living room. I was like, I'm going to put on this record um, mm-hmm. and listen to it on YouTube, you know? And so when it's playing, it's, sure. it's got the album cover up there and stuff like that. And it's, you know, and, and it says mm-hmm. total distortion and you're looking at it and each picture is a little different and they have the little squirrely lines around it and stuff. And it's like, mm-hmm. and, and uh, Diana, the wife's like, I so what is that? And I was like, I don't know, <laughs> you know, but it's like, but yeah. I could, t- but it seemed like it was total distortion. I mean, that's, it kind of right. seemed like that's what it was without knowing how to um, explain what, you know, what that is, but just the squiggly lines and the, or whatever. Exactly. And, and like, and what's crazy too, is that like, like, I mean, but that's like why, like I, you know, that kind of aesthetic or like non-aesthetic, whatever it is, is like exactly what made me pick like Sir Judah as a band name. Like it's like it reminds you of something and nothing all at once. You yeah, know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. And and uh and like with that cover too, like like one of you know, I know it's like very typical, but one of my all time favorite covers is like Unknown Pleasures, like that Joy Division album cover. And to me, like that total Monica's like cover for this record is like very much like that somehow like it's it's totally different in that like it's like you know five colors where like that's just like one color of like a graph but like Mm. somehow there's like something there's like a similar vibe and there's like a similar um like like iconography to it i I don't know you know what i mean i do know what you mean i i I think you're right i think that if um if this album was was a big album like Led Zeppelin one right, or yeah. one or whatever, and it won't be. But <laughs> but if it was, that would be an iconic cover. You would know it by right. the cover. You would see it and be like, "That's what that album is." I mean, it's just it's, exactly, exactly, and and yeah, and I I agree, and that's like right, one hundred percent, yeah. Yeah, so I get that. No, it's cool. That's it's a good album, man. I think I did a really good job. It sounds great. I love all the instruments because you've got violins and organs and different types of guitars right. and the yeah there's a lot of stuff going on yeah it's really full um and like it's funny too though because it's you know like these days like my approach i i don't know i've just gotten way more into like self-producing and stuff it would just be so much different you know what i mean but but what i like about this record and like why i'm like so happy to share it is that it feels like it's like the like the closing of a chapter like like more so than even war party ending because it's like it's like okay this is like this is you can really hear me like sort of from like my initial ideas like because there's songs that are on it that are like you know predate war party as far as like my attempts at writing them okay you know yeah um like through the eyes one of those like that that song is before war party peter and i used to play that at the grotto as like cameron pete and the tambourines or whatever you know what i mean <laughs> sure um so so there's like there's stuff like that but then at the same time like i also put like finishing touches on it more recently so i guess it just like it goes across you know the entirety of like that time of me learning how to write songs and like and and what i wanted out of the songs that i was writing and like where to put them and also how to produce them and you know all this stuff that 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 goes along with that and uh it really was one one of those situations where like i didn't you know i i knew much more about what i was doing at like when i was just wrapping that up than i did when i was starting it Sure. And part of that was out of necessity, you know. Mm-hmm. 
like it was like I was in there by myself. Like, okay, I'm gonna record Tamara doing violin. I hope that this is the right mic. I you know, like, like I know she's gonna do great, but like, do I know how to do this? And it's like I found out, like, yeah, you know, I can, I can do it. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not the best, but like, yeah, I can, I can. You know? Oh, it's it, but it's but it's scary to do you know something, and then years later, you know, when it's. it's just second hat or whatever you're going to have, right. have something else that you're going to have to learn you're going to be like oh I don't know man that seems like a really big deal and I don't know if I can do that whenever you felt the same way about what you're doing now true yeah exactly it's just you got to just do it and kind of start you know like I'm um, I think so yeah like it's like it's like building a muscle up or something you know you just got to work out mm-hmm. yeah sure and the more you do it I mean you're going to make more works uh-huh. yeah because I, th- I, I really I know that from the the first podcast I did was you know it's fun and funny and stuff but it wasn't great the first several weren't great it, you know and as I went like I would say like probably like the last handful were probably the best of the whole bunch because sure. when you do it every but week but the early ones better. have their charm you know yeah and oh so that's where I was going to go it's, it's really neat to watch um, getting into this I mean I guess you know with the two year break or whatever I've been at least interested in the music scene and trying to cover it and stuff for the past eight mm-hmm. years. So over eight years, I've really got to see different people grow and evolve and change and morph and, you know, oh, all sure. these things. and the songs go along with it. You know, um, Denver has one called 3am that I've heard four or five yeah. different versions of it. And he has a new version on, on this album. And every time it just That's gets better. That's the one better, called AM, right? Or, yeah, or, Maybe well, it is a.m. No, I mean, new record. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. Yeah, exactly. well, I think I called it 3 a.m. It might be 3 a.m. or it might just be a.m. But yeah, that's the one. It's that push your boat yeah. into I mean, he's the pro- he's sea. Pro- you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but he's been doing that forever yeah. and it just keeps getting better. And right. So it's cool to watch these bands and their songs evolve and get better and, well, you know. True, but I mean, in some cases, too, it's like it's like the song itself. You know what I mean? Like, like even writers who write fast, like, I mean, I've heard like almost everybody uh, say that they've had songs that have taken them years to get down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, even folks who write quickly and, and prolifically, Denver is very uh, prolific writer. You know what I mean? But to be, uh, you know what's funny is like, so he and I, uh, we grew up together. His right. little brother, Corey, his like uh, the middle age kid and his brothers yeah um he's the same age as me same grade and everything and and we were really good friends and our moms are still great friends like they're like best friends oh that's cool yeah yeah um so like when i was in sixth grade denver actually he gave me a couple guitar lessons uh he's the only person who ever gave me guitar lessons matter of fact nice yeah he showed me how to play power chords. He was like, what do you want to play? And I was like, punk rock. And he was like, uh, Weezer. And I was like, I guess. <laughs> oh, cool. That's so cool. Now I went to um, yeah. a birthday party a few weeks ago. Um, Denver has a, a son who's the same age as, as my kid. Yeah. And, yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. So we went over there for the birthday party and stuff. But I actually got to talk to his mom for a little bit and I asked her. I was like, so do you if you don't mind me Susan. asking why did okay I, I asked her i said why do you why did you name denver denver and uh she's like i don't know i just i just wanted something different and um she saw well, something canyon's about, his little brother right yeah yeah she was saying that too yeah, yeah but she asked um 
she just came up with, she looked in a baby book or something and saw that name and she's like, Hey, how would you feel about Denver? And, and I think she said that his dad was really yeah. into skiing. So he's like, yeah, sure. It's okay. She was, yeah. And then, I, and then I named one Canyon. <laughs> I was like, that's funny. And then yep. later yeah. I met I Corey. Say, Cause like Jake, yeah. Corey is the one who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Corey was my friend. Yeah. I, I met so, him. Well, day, I, mean, yeah. I, I don't, they were all my friend, but I'm just saying like, it's like, you know, in your you grade know how it is. when you're your like age, a little yeah. kid, you're like, yeah, exactly. It's like if I would, we'd stay the night at each other's house. My older brother would too, but it was like it was like for me, I was staying there, you know, with Corey, even though I was with all the kids. Sure, you know? all playing together, <laughs> like, yeah, enough. yeah, right, exactly. Now, I think that's cool. And y'all were in Cleburne, right? Uh, it was Crowley. Crowley, Crowley. Yeah, Man. yeah. They they lived right next to our elementary school, Best Race, um, and then they lived next to the high school. They moved next to the high school. Uh, so like yeah anyways their house was always really close to school and you know what i mean so mm-hmm. you could you could get there quick and like i remember playing like uh mud football at crowley high like you know it would rain we go out to the football yard just like down the street from them so, yeah. yeah it was it was fun yeah that, i think that's cool yeah i didn't yeah. I, I think i remember hearing that at one point the the you guys were friends when you were kids but i think i'd i'd forgotten about that I think that's super yeah, cool. yeah. I mean, it felt like he was so much older. You know what I mean? Because he was like, he was court. It's so weird to think about now because now I feel like you know I feel like the same age as Denver, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, well, what, what but are you, like two, when two we years were apart kids, or three it was years like apart? He, I think it's like three. Okay. Yeah. So so when we were kids, exactly. You know, like three years. You're like you're like oh, I'm a freshman. He's like you know in college. Or whatever. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> No, it sure. just feels like such a big gap. But then you get older, and you're like, oh, that's nothing. You know, like my wife is like, he's like five years older than me. Let's see, I didn't so, know that. Okay, uh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. my sister's four years younger th- th- than me, and so yeah, growing up, whenever I went into junior high, she was in elementary. When I went to high school, she was in junior high. So we were never went at school together. And just four mm-hmm. years, it's like that seemed like a huge gap. Now, you know, right. I'm 49 and she's 46 or, or 45, so we're not it's nothing we're the same age you know right yeah that's exactly what i mean yeah i feel like it's like when you're like 33 it's like 33 is the same as 36 and it's the same as 30 you know like like it's like you're like on either end whatever it doesn't matter and uh but but yeah like um i don't know i I think one of the articles i read um about this album it was interesting because they were talking about um, I don't know if, if you mentioned it or if it was just the writer, but they're talking about going from in your twenties and kind of just, oh, I think that was Patrick. Okay. Yeah. yeah you're just kind of being wild and just wanting to goof off and everything. And something happens when you turn 30 to where you turn into an, an adult or whatever. Um, mm, and then yeah. kind of, you know, and I think the, the, you had said that you actually felt that you could feel it in your brain. You could feel things changing, your focus changing. And I was like, man, I felt that. Cause when I got, um, yeah, I do feel that. Yeah. Me and the wife got, married when we're, we're a year apart but we got married when we were 30 i think i was 30 and she was 29 you know and had her mm-hmm. first kid at, at 32 or whatever it was and it's just the sure. 30s were our adult years just growing up and doing all that stuff so i could really kind of relate to that thought yeah you know? and then I, yeah you, man you're 33 now and so you're like three years into it and you can you kind yeah, of feel it or whatever I know. and right right exactly yeah they say never yeah, trust anybody over 30 in september Oh yeah, <laughs> I know that's so funny because, like, really, like, I just I think it should just stop and never trust nobody. But, <laughs> <laughs> right, or anybody older than you. 
<laughs> yeah, or just anybody. <laughs> like, like I don't know. There's like so much you could do that's better than trust. I think, right? Like, like I, I don't know. Maybe that's a that's a, a cynical thing to say. But yeah. like, I, but what? Like, I don't know. To some extent, too. Like, it's like, what good is honesty whenever all of us are just like, you know, like uh, victims to our own perception, right? Like, like. Yeah. Like, what is my honesty really worth? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know what I've been through. No, it's... <laughs> like, yeah, no, it's it, it it's weird. I mean, because, I mean, I guess when you're thinking about, you know, your memories and stuff, you kind of remember them the way you kind of want to remember them. You've, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, it's so like, it, like, who can be... Like, who can even really claim honesty? That Like, that's kind of what I'm getting at. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I don't know. No, it's and, a weird and, thought. <laughs> but... I mean, I don't mean like don't try to be like right and true, authentic, sure. But 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 like, but you know, honesty is like, what the fuck even is that? Yeah. Well, it's just weird these days because, I mean, okay, on two different ways in a in a metaphysical kind of churchy way, I've always, not always, but within the last twenty years, or whatever, the spiritual path that I've chosen teaches you nothing is real it's all an illusion you know right. what i mean the only thing that's real is spirit and oneness and blah 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 okay I mean, so buddhism works off of that right so that's that side you know but, yeah. but but then you also have this virtual world where nothing is fucking real you know no mm-hmm. ad is real nothing you see on facebook or twitter or anything is real all these youtube videos or people that are my kids is watching them all the time. Oh God, did you see that? I'm like, baby, that's not real. They're doing this to get views. That's not real. I'm trying to explain to him, right, you know, right. it's yeah. just, it's like nothing. No one's eating Tide Pods. I'm not, I'm sorry, but yeah. yeah you know, yeah. I mean, and it's just like all oh, this, like, was, like, well, like one of the guys, he, yeah. he snuck or, into him. Like, more realistically, it's like, it's like you can't fucking melt Skittles and popcorn and turn it into rainbow popcorn. Like no one's actually doing that. Well, sure, that's true. Or even me, I mean, I was watching fishing videos and i'm watching these guys out there just catching fish all day but they're out there for 10 12 Uh, hours a day and they're catching uh all this fish over 10 12 hours i ain't got 10 12 hours to go out there and catch fish but it looks like they're catching them in the 15 seconds yeah i mean it looks like it's it's a 10 minute show so it looks like they're just catching fish you know they're just awesome and it's like it's not exactly the way and it's nobody wants to watch them sitting there waiting for a fish so i get it you know but it still does make you feel like every time you go fishing you should catch a fish it's kind of like you know, maybe it's like, like when I was a kid, you know, watching skate videos and stuff, like we all thought like pros, like we're like landing stuff every try mm-hmm. and you quickly learn, like, it's like, that's not how it's going. You know what I mean? Right. Like, they, they wrecked a hundred times. Until they land it. Yeah. And then you edit the thing together. It's not really them. It's nobody trying to be deceptive. Like you're saying, like, but it's like, who wants to watch? Like, if you only have 10 minutes, you want to watch the good stuff. Sure. You don't exactly. Want, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now there are other ones like my kid watches some like where this guy he, you know, he oh, are trying to be deceptive. Well, because they they snuck into a um, or they went into a, a a water park and stayed after it closed, and then they were the only right. ones there and they're, they're running just lying. right yeah. because they rented the place out. <laughs> you know, the lights are on. Yeah, the water's going. They're riding all the rides. Oh no, here comes the security guard and they start running. You know, and it's yeah. like it's all staged. You know, but he's all like, Whoa. yeah. There's like a difference between like curation and like 
just straight up theater or whatever. Well, that's what I'm telling him. I'm like, dude, it's just entertainment. They're, they they want to make a good show mm-hmm. for you, so they're trying to entertain you. But this isn't real. Or like, it's not real. It's just he's got right. money. He rented out a, a water park so he can make videos and make, make more money. That's how it works, you know. Yeah, like you can't do this. <laughs> right, you can't sneak into a water park right. and stay in there all night long. But mm-hmm. yeah, and it's just it's just funny too because I was talking to my um, my wife the other day and I was I was telling her I was like I don't you. Before the internet, you know, like like I said, there are little spiritual paths or whatever. It's like it's it's they teach you things. It's like if you, you know, if you put out good energy and good vibes, and you'll get good things back to you. You put out bad energy, bad vibes, you get bad things. You know, seek sure. any shall find yeah. type stuff or whatever. But it's like these days, mm-hmm. you don't know if it's the universe trying to tell. T- tell you something or some sort of algorithm because you're like whoa look at this thing i just saw on facebook that's exactly what i was thinking about and going through and it's right. like, no man that's because of your searches and all these different things that knows it's you know what i mean to where we're starting to yeah totally and yeah, i think yeah. and I, th- I think that if we were to go into some sort of Simulation metaverse where we just simulacra or whatever kind right. of stuff yeah yeah but then it, it it will be whatever you think of you can make and you can draw it to, to you but it's all going to be in the metaverse or whatever. Mm. And it's just like, there won't be any real truth, any real seeking and finding any listening to the universe. It's just listening to algorithms, but maybe the algorithm is the universe. Uh, I don't know. It's all fucked up, man. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. I hope not. I don't know though. <laughs> you know, like it, I think it's one of those things too, where it's just like, it's like, it gets real scary, especially if you, if you start to feel like you're supposed to be the captain of this ship. But like, if you zoom out, you're like, "Oh, this ship is like the whole planet and the human race." Like, yeah, this has nothing to do with me, <laughs> right? Just, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, or it has everything to do with me, but like nothing that I can control, if that makes any sense. But, uh, but, but that doesn't mean like I don't care, because like I certainly do, and it makes me feel like anxious all the fucking time. These are just like the things that I calm myself down with, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I, I've also recently like. I, I can't even say that I've gotten into it. Like I, I can say, I, like I've gotten curious about this, like dude, uh, GI Gurdjieff. Um, and it just like things that I've heard of, of him. And he's kind of this like, uh, 1920s or thirties, like mystic uh, dude who, who like was sort of raised in the East, uh, with like Buddhist tradition. And then like kind of even, eastern orthodox like christianity and stuff and like came out of it basically with this idea and this principle called like fourth way which is like you know like it's like the first way is like science and like the second way is like uh monasticism like buddhism you know or being like a monk or or priest or something like that Mm -hmm. and then the the third way is uh you know maybe music and art like the fourth way being like the person who can contain all of it. And what's really interesting to me about him and his teachings, or at least what I understand of them, which is not much. Sure. Uh, is that like, it's, you're meant to have like real world goals and real world. It like, it's meant to like, like your version of awakening or enlightenment or whatever is really just about like your life as it is. But, but like how to really get there and to wake up in fact i heard the modern term woke is like was derived from his teachings like uh this dude ospinsky who was like a student of his was the one who like kind of brought that terminology to being like even the way that we use it now although it's much different because like sure they didn't mean like in a poetic sense like he was trying to say gurgis whole principle was that like every person is on this low plane of consciousness 
that is sleep like it's waking sleep every man is asleep or every person mm-hmm. is asleep and is a, a machine and like like if you think about yourself like trying to go to the grocery store and getting like distracted by like a bird or a thought that leads you to an emotion that like changes your whole grappling and the fact that like you can never uh, relate to yourself as just like one solid thing with one solid direction and focus and purpose, right? Like it's like you're you're constantly at this mechanized will. Hmm. Uh, anyways, I found it really interesting. I think it I is could, interesting. You know, yeah, yeah. I could go off for way too long about it, and like I said, I don't understand it, so I should not. Right? <laughs> no, I'm I'm that way because I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll listen to different things and go down certain paths because i find it super i'll send it to you just for because okay. I, I like it it's yeah. interesting to me yeah now because i think there's something hey, do you go, you go to the unitarian church it's 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 unity which is different I, I than than, oh, than okay. unitarian but i'm not quite sure how how much different no that's okay but i yeah. went to school to be a preacher to be honest oh like, yeah like i mean for like yeah just for a few years like at dbu but I wasn't trying to be a Baptist preacher, but that's where I went. Yeah, I thought about it for a little while, going to doing that, but it was on the on the Pentecostal side, like many mm-hmm. years ago, like you know. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I like the idea. Like um, at the Unity Church that I was um, going to, um, they would always talk about remembering who you are. And so, oh yes, yeah. self remembrance is like kind of a thing that they talk about in that too. But yeah, I don't it's know that kind of the same principle. It's it's probably something, but it's almost like that you're. Um, so we were watching. We didn't we didn't even watch all of it, but I really liked the concept of it. It was this dumb show that was on TV where this girl gets stuck in this town, and everybody in the town are um, characters from a dang it. It's like Snow White, like all these characters, like a. Um, oh yeah like fantasy characters yeah you know um but none of them knew that they were these characters you know okay and some of them had special powers or whatever but but none of them knew and the show was kind of about um them trying to remember who they are or whatever and it was just this whole thing Mm -hmm. and if you in during that time period i was like yeah that's kind of it's it's waking up to this person that I don't know. I, I I know what you're saying, and it is really hard to to explain, and it's fun yeah. to 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 sit around and ponder about and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I think too, like it's like you know, in some ways, like like well, I know for a fact, like what they say is like like you know that if you want to do the fourth way, if you want to like do the Gurdjieff kind of work or whatever, like you have to admit that you don't know who you are, and that like and that you are just this like machine or whatever before you can free yourself from the prison of the machine or whatever. But anyways, I mean, that makes sense to me too, because <laughs> well, that's like, a, it's a crucifixion. You know, like, sure. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Jesus died he, who who he was, and then he was resurrected as, you know, the son of God or whatever. It's, it's, it's the dying. Right. Of, right. Of like, yeah. Those principles. Exactly. Right. They're in like other forms of, of, uh, spiritual wisdom. Mm-hmm. Yet, like you're saying, um, but, and and also i i think you know it's it's kind of like a i don't know how to how to put it like like basically like i don't know i'm i'm, it, I'm losing the train of thought it does make more sense that we are machines though you know um 
I remember hearing a, a right, long time, because you just, time ago. You do all these reactions. It's always reaction. It's you know programs I mean? like, and yeah. Yeah, and everything's like, yeah, it's exactly like it's like, and, and you're so easily like swayed by whatever. And then, and you're like, you have to feed the machine in this way. And it, it just kind of, <laughs> I don't know. I've, I found that whole thing very interesting recently. I kind of want to check out this, like his stuff, you know, more and, and figure it out. But, uh, but, but I think, I don't know, man. Like, like it's just, it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting way of looking at it. And anything that kind of strips you outside of, of just like, you know, the dome. <laughs> just your everyday mundane life nonsense. Yeah, but like, 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 it's you know, like the. I don't know. Yeah, you just start to feel like you're like you're like one of those motorcycles in the dome, you know, just like spinning. Well, that's um, there's no purpose or whatever because um, I think I heard right. um, somebody say I don't remember who it was and where this idea came from, but there was there's an idea out there somewhere that another group from another planet far away came here because they needed to mine minerals created us yeah. to mine these minerals got everything that they needed and then left and left us here and then we we're just <laughs> you know and i was like oh, that kind of makes sense but they were kind of made robots to go and do their work and yeah, then we did yeah. their work and then they left the robots there it's just we we right. can we can procreate and make more robots you know i know until you until you like go but like when you look at like every other living thing right like it's like it's doing that too and like we didn't set it to being that way you know what i mean no sure like, no like I, the, it's something it's way a, bigger like cats no, 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 and stuff yeah, and, like it's like a thought experiment no yeah. totally i i feel it yeah yeah i i just mean like i guess what i'm getting at is like i want to i want to believe stuff like that too but like like it makes okay it makes more sense to me like to think that like all right you know how like okay birds can fly and uh you know I, I don't know spiders have webs and and everything like like it's like the one gift that we have as people is stories right that's like been our thing that's like what helped us do more than like thumbs more than standing up right like it's language it's stories like that's what human beings version of flying is like if we were birds right i think it's more than that i think it's manifestation of thought the, the fact that we can think of the, these things and then create them in the real world we can make buildings sure, houses but, art but music me, that, okay. and language but, you know but that's what i'm calling stories okay you know what I okay mean? yeah okay. like the the ability to to talk about like past present and future mm-hmm right and like that's what you need in order to like write down a piece of music or or any of the things that you're describing like you have to be able to have you have to be able to contemplate past present and future okay and i don't think anything else can do that like i don't think any so let's say we're time traveling right like because we can think of those things just because we can think of it the fact that i can be like i know that i will die makes me a time traveler compared to every other species right mm, okay sure yeah, because you so, know so, what the end is. Because I know that, and nothing else knows that. You know what I mean? It knows it's hungry or whatever, but it doesn't know it's going to die. Yeah, you know? yeah. 
No, earlier t- so, t- today, my my wife went, went outside to feed the porch cats, and she she goes, "I wonder if Milo, our dog, ever wonders why the cat, why why we have the cat inside, and then there's a cat outside." And I was like, "Milo, don't wonder that at all. <laughs> you don't think about exactly. that one for one second. Does he wonder why there's a cat outside and, a, and and another cat inside that never goes outside? He doesn't right, contemplate because, those things because that re- would require Milo to be a time traveler like us. Mm-hmm. He'd have to travel into the past, and he probably doesn't." You you know what I mean? Sure. Beyond just like recognition of patterns. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, food happens at this time every day. But he's not like thinking about like, oh, when I was a puppy, I did this thing and it was terrible. <laughs> right. Or I can't wait till like, next week when I get to go to the lake or whatever. Exactly. He's not a time traveler. We're time travelers. But that's what I'm trying to say is like time travel for us is storytelling. And and, and that's – I'm reducing it obviously. Like that's uh, – but – I'm calling it storytelling, this ability to like contemplate past, present and future. But like I say, like, I think that's like humans version of flight. Right. But the difference is, is like birds know that they have to perch sometimes. And like, we forget that this isn't the only plane that existence happens on. Right. Like there's the actual world that's happening it's not always just us fucking flying in past, present, future. We're not always time traveling is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. And the fact that like our lives in this modern culture has us convinced that we're, that we're just like, that there's nothing but time traveling. It's like, no wonder so many people get exhausted. You know what I mean? For no sure. Wonder so, like, because like, that isn't all there is, you know, even no. birds know they can't fly constantly. But, like, us as humans, like, we're constantly storytelling. We're constantly time-traveling. And, of course, we're great at it. But that doesn't mean that you don't need to fucking perch, you know? Sure. I think that's uh, probably where the practice of meditation comes in for a lot of people. 100%. I do, too. But And it's sad, though, because, like, only people who are into mysticism and spiritualism will even think to do that. That's kind of, like, why, like this Gurdjieff guy is because it's like he's like trying to teach you those things without making you be like I don't know with while like accepting that maybe you don't want to approach it from those angles I don't know no, I mean, but I think some people may do this stuff um, naturally without even knowing it um yeah, that's true. Because too. like like I like to go fishing, and it is a very yeah. meditative time for me. And I think other people go f- fishing for the same reason, even though they don't know. One hundred percent. That's why they're going for it, or running, lifting weights, or yeah. even playing I, the I guitar. Was just skateboarding or skateboarding you know. today. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Playing. Yeah. To me, and like, yeah, exactly. For me, even before music, I mean, although music is closely tied into it. But like before learning how to play music, like skateboarding was the first thing where it's like you, yeah, really like find out how to connect to the moment. Exactly. You know? It's being in this moment. And that's so tricky because mm-hmm. it's like, that's the one, the one thing that you always hear. If you live in the past, it's being depressed. If you live in the future, you're anxiety. If you just live in the moment, in the here and the now, you can kind of control that and you know, and just be thankful for what you or, have or right at now. Or just take it in, you know, and, appreciate and, and, like, it. and take that moment to pivot and to make the choice. Yeah, because sometimes the moment I, I sucks. I think that's like the big <laughs> yeah. thing. Is like it's, right, exactly, but it's like, it's like if you don't give yourself any space between you and the moment, then you are this, like, machine. You are this, like, uh, mechanical reaction to it. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. But like, if you, if you can give yourself just a second, like to breathe and think about it, you know, there's an infinite amount of possibilities. Yeah, for sure. Like, like you could turn something into something else. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's just, it's like almost magic. It is almost magic. It's almost scary too, because you will um, find some answers that maybe you really don't want to find. You're like, dang it. That's not the answer I was looking for. It's the honest answer. It's the real answer. It's the hard answer, but it's not what I wanted, you know? Right. So it's easier to just be distracted instead of slowing down to hear the answer. Cause you're like, I don't want to hear the answer. (laughs) I think that's part of it at times too. Um, Yeah. Well, I think though, you know, the easy way, you know, you is the easy way is often chosen, like, but it also like yields, you know, easy rewards. <laughs> like it's like, it's nothing glorious. Right. So like anybody who like wants something more than that, like is eventually going to wind up forcing themselves into something awkward. Um, I don't know. Does that make sense? It it it, it almost makes too much sense because I'm forcing myself into awkwardness all the time, and that's probably part of the reason. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so I do want to ask you. Um, I'm going to change it. I'm going to take a hard left sure. turn here real fast. So that's okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't feel like I'm like. No, I'm only doing it because I could talk to you about this for an hour and a half because I I love this kind of stuff. Um, Sure, but yeah. we've only got so well, much we can time. talk about it any time, yeah. yeah. That's like meet up at the bar, <laughs> um, yeah. But so one day we were up at the bar and um, I was waiting for someone, and you were down at the end of the bar and you were talking to some people, and I wasn't trying to listen in, but I think you were talking Uh-oh. about a, um, a band on Bandcamp um, called the Boobles. Does that ring a bell to you at all? The Boobles, the Boobles, like B O O B Boob L E S. You don't know what I'm talking about, do you? No, Cause, because you, no I don't. I'm you might sorry. not. No, no, because <laughs> I couldn't tell. I don't know if, if you were. There's a band on Bandcamp, and I think it's got like Mike Richardson in it and some other Fort Worth people, and it's this whole Beatles band. Uh, or they do Beatles songs, but they're all about boobies, and they call themselves <laughs> the Boobles. And okay. it's it's really great. I don't think I've heard of that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, it's really great. The music is, I mean, yeah. fantastic. I mean, top notch on it. I'm like, this is great. Oh, dude. I mean, if it's Mike Rick, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and a bunch of, of other people, too. People I don't know. I don't know where this came from. I think they actually, the proceeds go to some sort of breast ca- cancer research or whatever. It's all in good fun. Um, That's very cool. But they yeah, do yeah, a yeah. bunch of them. And I haven't played it on the podcast yet, and I've been thinking about it. But and then this one night I was there, and I was like, I think Cameron's, and I was trying to listen. I was like, I think he's talking about the boobs because you were laughing and talking about something. And I was like, and for some reason I heard a couple oh of words God, that I thought was, and yeah, who knows what you were talking about. You obviously weren't ta- 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 <laughs> talking about what I thought you were talking about. But because um, if you, I mean, if you were. Maybe it, I was. I don't know. Uh, well, I'll send you. See, that's a, again a though. Link. That's like you don't know yourself. It's like how much do you remember? Of <laughs> maybe you were talking about that. Um, yeah, maybe I was. You know. So, um, all right. Well, everybody can I, find I mean you, but I mean me. No, no, I know. I know. Well, me as well, though. And plus, that was a that was a crazy night. That was the night that Zach played his uh, show up there at the Wobbly, which excursion on the Wobbly which, Rail. Um, it, when was that? It was the night that um. Zach got up there and played. It was a Wednesday night, I think. the The excursion of the wobbly rail. Oh, yeah, those, yeah, you know, okay. Oh, that was like uh, that August, maybe or maybe I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know something like yeah. that. Like, like, yeah, it was like July or August. Okay, yeah, I know what you're talking. But about. But that's when I was up there. Like I said, you were talking to, to some friends. I think I was 
watching or something. I don't remember what was going on, but like I wasn't part of the conversation. I just I thought I heard you say something about the boobles. And I was like, is he talking about the That's boobles? That's very. I mean, it's possible. You know, I just don't recall. I doubt it. I think and, you would like, remember. And I don't recall like knowing about. <laughs> right. So I'm saying now, if you knew who they were, then you might have been like, I don't remember talking about them, but I know exactly yeah, what you're talking like, about. So like maybe something you would remember, right? But yeah, you yeah. would know if you knew who they what what they were i'll send you a link you would think man you would think but like but i also i do i smoke a lot of you know things that are not tobacco right (laughs) and sometimes no really just one thing (laughs) but yeah i want to see if i can weed i smoke weed (laughs) you think the people didn't get it i don't think i know what he was talking about till he said that yeah 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 well, I want to be specific, so they're like, what? It's actually indica and... Opium? Meth? Yeah, nah, not that. Yeah, it's the B-O-O-B-L-E-S. <laughs> it says they're from Fort Worth. Um, I'm going to have to do... Because I can't find one song I want to play, and so I may have to do just a whole podcast just on this album. It's called Booby Road. But it, but it has the Sgt. Pepper's <laughs> okay, cover to it or whatever. Yeah, and... um. They have, with a little help from the twins, Lucy is a guy mm-hmm. with falsies, I am the lardass, oh uh, buy him brassiers together. And and Big Mike did this? He's, let me see here, he's in here somewhere. Created and produced by Sea Monkey, Eric Tomey, engineered by Glenn Millam, mixed and mastered, Room 5 by Mark Pistol, the boobles are Big Mike Richardson. Okay. Rodney Bollinger, Brad Swigger, Paul Averett, well, with Chris Holt, Jeff Daisy, Daniel oh, yeah, Hardaway. Chris, okay. Chris well, there's no bit. chance that. I mean, yeah, it's it's gotta be good. Maybe like I should try Mike, to reach out to you know what I mean? to Big Mike and ask him if he wants to come on and talk about it. I think it's great. You know, you I mean, should. it's, it's I a I great. I don't know if anyone do have people interviewed Big Mike. Maybe they have. I don't know. I don't know. But, but like, I feel like I feel like I don't see him show up on stuff like this very often. And a lot of people are really cool with a phone call because they don't have to leave or go anywhere. All I have to do is just say, hey, yeah. when, when can I call you? And then just just call them so they don't have to go, be anywhere, do anything. Just answer the yeah, phone. Yeah, it's super so, easy. Yeah, so yeah. maybe I could get him to do that. Yeah, because I, I was just wondering if you – I was wondering what you knew you about it, if, about if you know like about it. epic ruins and stuff. I don't, I don't hardly know anything. To me, that shit's like a lot of mythology too, you know? Was that his old band? Uh, yeah, it was like one of the only bands he was in that did original music. Oh, okay, Epic Ruins. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I mean, he, you know, it was like it was like him, but mostly it was Steve Stewart, uh, Jordan Richardson, uh-huh. um, Sam, Sam Anderson. Mm-hmm. What a fun band, dude! Yeah, you haven't heard of it? It's like it's like literally like I think they're like maybe D and D kind of like you know fantasy based band too I, really I, don't know, man. I really don't know enough about okay, it okay i'll have to research but like, this it, yeah. it's super interesting and and it was like it was like what was like you know really big and hot whenever i was like 21 and kind of getting into playing around here how fun okay i'm gonna check it out but yeah it's it's yes for sure last band that i heard you know big mike in that did original music or i mean you know for him sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Well, very cool, man, dude. It was been really fun catching up with you. Yeah, dude, you too. And they can find your stuff on YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify, Bandcamp. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Any of yeah, all those places for sure. Uh huh. And I'll have the links on the podcast um, page as well, as far as to the song and all that. 
cool. Sounds good. And they can yeah, see sorry, you. I get off on these like meandering uh, topics or whatever. Like, I mean, this was like one of the things with like Patrick too. Like when I talked to him for the weekly article, is I was like, man, I could I could seriously tell you so much like about like the songs and the album. But it's like we're kind of friends, so we just wind up chatting about whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. I like that. That's why I figured I would just start it off with the album heavy on on, on that and then just kind of let it go wherever it goes. Because I knew that we would go somewhere right, else. Right. Yeah. It's no, more fun yeah, that way. Sure. Yeah. So, all right, cool. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to play uh, Through the Eye um, here after the interview. Sweet. Yeah. And then, um, so does it say like weather the, weather the storm and then peace and war? Yeah. I think that's a great line, uh, man. I think I think I think the line is uh, is like yeah, whether it's uh, peace uh, peace inside of the war, or no peace, peace inside until war. war. Okay, you know, yeah. It's been a moment since like I played that one live. I mean, we're go- going to do it on December third. We have like a release show on December third at Mass with okay. Fit and uh, Cool Jacket. Oh, nice! And Andrew Kendall's going to do like an art pop up, but. Uh, yeah, no, it'll be awesome. But um, oh yeah, I think it's yeah, it's like peace, peace until the war, and then okay. the next one's like pe- the next lines like peace inside the wall, like the next time that it goes around, something like that. No, no, I like it because it's. I, I know, know I published them somewhere. Yeah, I went to yeah. I went to Bandcamp to look for the lyrics, and they weren't on the on there because a lot of times they're on the Bandcamp page. Google it because I I'm pretty sure I put them on Music Match or whatever oh, okay, it is. Okay, but, okay, okay. Like, yeah, very cool. I don't know. Very cool. Well, everybody, ch- yeah, check yeah. that out in December third at Mass. Yes. Yeah. Right on. Uh-huh. We can see you there. Good yeah, deal. Dude. And then um, you right, have man. a limited edition cassette tapes on the Bandcamp page if you have any left. Yeah, and there will be some left for the show because, like, I thought that I was. I. I mean, I didn't. The thing is, I. This record is, you know, like we started in 2018, and like I've I've got a lot of things coming up after it. And I don't really know where like all that fits. So I don't really want to be like hauling around a bunch of like, you know, stuff that isn't sold. And that's basically the reason why I tried to do like a really small order. Okay. Yeah, but, yeah. uh, but I wound up like selling out of what I meant to. And so I got a little bit extra. So, yeah. Cool. So they can get those when they come out on December 3rd at mass. Yeah. They're still super exclusive though. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, like, yeah. But yeah, that's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thank you very much again very much oh yeah dude thanks for having me man. yeah and we'll talk it's to you great soon talking to you too yeah you too okay bud all right bye-bye. have a good one bye bye all right everybody that was cameron smith very cool and now let's hear through the eye Oh 
Sir Duda, off his new album, Total Distortion, out now. Check it out. All right, I hope you guys enjoyed the interview. I didn't get to talk about Thanksgiving with him, but I do think that the overall conversation was one of Thanksgiving. It had Thanksgiving tendencies about it, you know, being in the moment, being thankful and all that good Stuff we talked about earlier. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And full disclosure, um, at the beginning of the week, I reached out to Whitney Raquel to come on and um, talk about some of the stuff that she's been up to. And she's on a current trip across the desert to the West Coast, down the one, all that kinds of stuff. And it was kind of hard to reach her over the last few days through cell service. Um, she's, you know, man out doing the thing and it's cool but we had a hard time getting in, in contact i talked to her earlier and she said she would be available in a few hours and um man i laid down to take a nap when i did she texted me i was like i'll be i'll be available for the next hour and then of course when i get up um that was like over an hour ago that she wrote that and i was like dang it and she was already back on the road and not getting cell service anymore so we're going to hook up this next week and probably try to get her on for the next show so that'd be really cool now when i was um the funny thing is is that when i was asleep i had a dream and i dreamt that i was interviewing um the person that this next song is um coming from and i guess the reason is because i've been thinking about reaching out to him over the past several weeks and doing an interview but i wanted to find the right time and um it's a long, it's, it's complicated, I guess, you know, no, it's just every week. It's like, or every time I do this, it's like, I want a certain feeling, a certain moment and any few different people could, you know, fit depending on, um, whatever, whatever. But I want to talk to, um, Matthew Broyles from the Matthew show 
uh, about one of his other songs, The Lake Worth Monster. I'm not playing that song um, on this show. I'm, I want to play one of his other songs on this show. And so, but I've been thinking about him lately, and he actually reached out to me earlier in the, in, in, in the week, and we talked for a, a f- for a moment and stuff, which was weird because I was like, wow, I'm actually playing one of his songs on the show this week. And he reached out. So I guess that we talked last time, the universe kind of gives you signs. I'm doing the right thing. I should be playing this song this week. He even reached out to me. We haven't talked in a while. Well, then I have a dream that I'm interviewing him. And it was, (laughs) it was the worst interview and no offense to Matthew. He's always a great interview, but it was just like, he was mumbling and talking about nonsense. I couldn't understand anything he was saying. I was so confused. And the interview lasted about five to 10 minutes. And then he was like, all right, man, I got to go. Hope that was interesting enough. And I was like, yeah, man, I guess we'll, we'll make it work. He's like, all right, bye. And I was just like, oh, that was so frustrating and and disappointing and very unlike Matthew. So, um, but I woke up, I was like, oh, and then I look at my phone and it's like, oh no, I miss Whitney. It's like, it was the whole thing. But um, anyway, so I reached out um, to Cameron because um, I've been listening to his album the whole week and that one song and, um, He's always a great interview. Um, I like that he likes to go off into philosophical ideas and stuff. And so I like to do the same thing. And that was why I wanted to play the next song, the song by Matthew. The song by The Matthew Show is called um, The Dull Version of You. When I first read the the title, I actually thought it might be about um, a lover or something. And he's talking about the dull version of them or whatever. When you listen to it, you know, it's more of a, I think it's, at least my interpretation was more of a song about selling out as you get older and you have to start paying bills and you have to start, you know, doing what the man wants you to do. You have to start to conform and you have to start showing the dull version of you in order to survive, frankly. And I thought that was really interesting. And I think it's extremely true. And I've even found that to be true just in general, you know, at one point you look at it as mask. We all wear a mask around different people. And I wonder how many people actually know the 100% true version of me, obviously my wife. And even there's still things probably about me that she doesn't know. There's things that we keep secret about ourselves, you know, that person you are when there's no one else around, that's, you know, and what you do and what you say and what you think and all that when there's no one around to influence you or what have you, you know, that's who you are. That's the real you. That's why they, you know, say what, what you do when no one else is looking is that's the true you. When you do the right thing, even though no one's watching and even though you get no credit or glory or accolades or whatever, you still do it because it's the right thing. That's, you know, that shows you're a good person. Nobody's looking and you constantly do the bad thing. Maybe you want to reevaluate, um, who you are, I guess. But that being said, it's like we still don't show our true selves to a lot of people. Um, we show the dull versions of ourselves just because it's easier, man. It's these days, it's so everything is just so politically charged and religiously charged and socially charged, and it's just all wow, 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 wow. We try to have fun with a little bit here, but you know, um, it's just easier to kind of like, let's just talk about fishing. Let's talk about the weather. Let's talk about the football game. Let's, you know, talk about the bigger meaning of life. You know, let's talk about, you know, if we were robots left here a million years ago to fend for ourselves and we don't even have no purpose anymore because our purpose was just to mine for our alien overlords and they're gone and we're here 
doing nothing. You know, that's way more fun and way more easy um, than talking about all the other nonsense that's in the news. And so I was thinking about like this this podcast, you know, at times it's like I try to show the dull version of me because I don't want to be too radical. I don't want to be too out there. I don't want to be too divisive. I don't want to be too opinionated. Um, you know, and I wonder if that's actually, I'm not being dishonest, you know, I mean, the part of me that I am showing is a very true, authentic part of me, but it's not all of me. It's the dull version of me. And I think that's okay. I think, I mean, who knows really, but I think it's okay. You know, it's still from a spirit of, authenticity and a spirit of love and a spirit of giving and a spirit of thankfulness, all that's still there. The more radical sides and the more sharper parts of me um, can be reserved for my closest of friends. And um, I think that's okay. But I don't think that's what the song's about. I think the song is more about selling out. But anyways, this is one of those songs that I've been listening to for weeks and just going over this concept of being the dull version of yourself, you know, in order to get ahead to make things easier just get along i guess and so i don't know what any of it means i just think it's a great concept i think it's a great thought experiment you know but um at the end of the day it's probably just marijuana logic right marijuana logic marijuana logic marijuana logic it makes sense if you're on marijuana all right you guys with that, we're going to get out of here and play The Matthew Show, um, the dull version of you, and check out some of his other songs. He's got some good stuff out there. Swear Jar, Lake Worth Monster, um, they're all up on his band camp. He's doing stuff around town all the time. You can find him on Facebook and all that good stuff. He's a good dude to follow. He's a good dude to see live. Um, he's a good songwriter and storyteller. And so with that, I will wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Be thankful. Be kind. Maybe when you go to your family and you talk to them over Thanksgiving dinner, maybe show them the dull version of you instead of the sharp edges. Just kind of dull it down a little bit. Talk about the weather. Talk about the game. Talk about the turkey. And let's have peace within these walls, like Hamlet said. <laughs> we'll head with the storm together. All right, you guys. Love you. Bye.
shapes shuffling around and behind It's too late now if you don't want to go Unless you burn all the bridges and lighten the load Scorched earth, real job, piece of paper, season